Hey, before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know about a special event happening. It is an online event. It's being run by Taylor Huss, friend of the show, and young man who soundly beat me with combat gits before combat gits were even really a thing. And he's uh, looking to put together this uh, event to raise money for his Eagle Scout project. He'll be putting together a fire pit for his church youth at uh, Village Church in his hometown. Uh, the event will be happening on the 31st of July. We'll have a cut to the second day. He'll be mailing out some prizes. So some of your money will help cover that. If you can help him out, uh, participate or donate, or if you can uh, donate even if you aren't being able to participate, that'd be great. We'll have a link in the show notes, and you can check that out for all the details that you could ever want on that. It's got a link to his posting on Best Coast Pairings. So uh, good luck to Taylor, and on with the show. Welcome to What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 more months before the next Forsaken and Restricted list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Davey, and with me, as always, I got my co-host, Phil. Uh, how are you doing, Phil? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty excited. All right. We have a guest here, which normally we'd introduce immediately, but I'm going to tell you the, the main topic here, uh, and then, listener, you make a guess at who you think it is, and then we'll go from there. So our, our main topic, uh, the FAR list has just dropped. There's your context. Uh, so we're going to talk about updating your list for the FAR, but we specifically brought in somebody who has a deck that uses a ton of universal cards. It's somebody playing Eyes of the Nine, and who could it be? There's only a couple real, real solid choices out there. Uh, and so we have Eric, uh, goes by Eric, Eric, if you are playing him online, Eric, how are you? Uh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, I tried to torpedo it a bunch by, uh, getting jumbled up with the time zones. I, I worked overnight and was a little tired this morning. So, uh, thanks for your patience on getting this. Uh, no worries. It actually gave me time to like, look at the far list and think <laughs> about what changes I could make. So, okay. Um, I so, think it was for the better, actually. All right, <laughs> nice. managed to managed to recover from any uh, uh, heart attacks and then uh, get back to it. So, um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing. So we'll we'll kind of go. Uh, if you want a blow by blow on the on the far list, uh, we we have some community shout outs for some folks who are taking a close look at that. We're going to talk about our general impressions of that and some uh, highlights from it. But we're going to try and spend the bulk of the time. We'll have Eric talk about his eyes deck, how it works. And then in the context of that, what changes uh, he needs to make for that uh, uh, going forward. So having said that, though, community shout outs, uh, I am going to swipe this one right out from under Phil's feet. But uh, we always say this, but it's always deserved. The uh, fast work for Underworld's DB is is greatly appreciated. I know this was probably not as big a technical challenge as uh, as adding cards or anything like that, but it's a it's a big deal for us making making decks when we're excited for it. So, um, Eric or Phil, you got a uh, shout out you'd like to uh, give for the community? Yeah. So, um, just just to throw out some of the other um, reviews so far of the far. <laughs> uh, so the Keep Chopping blog and Path to Glory both have uh, blog articles up already um, doing just a, a rundown of every single change and their thoughts on each of those cards, uh, whether those changes they felt were deserved or 
you know, conversely, very much deserved. Uh, and and then some some broader thoughts, at least in the keep chopping one, um, particularly some potential concerns about what this means for the resurgence of hold objective play, um, which I think we can probably talk about a little later on. Mm, yeah, that's uh, that's valid. Uh, I think I also wanted to mention uh, Steel City, Steel City Underworlds. Uh, they their blogging kind of fell off, and what they've uh, done is shifted to. Uh, YouTube reviews. And so they have uh, Ollie, Tom, and Mike on all at the same time. You get that fun heckling each other energy that you get uh, on their blog or uh, when they when they are doing chatting crit there um, in the YouTube video. So uh, I enjoyed watching that and checking it out. Eric, did you have anything or uh, should we I keep guess it kind of um, um, like we could do a shout out for the poor tier list creators especially <laughs> yeah. the, um, the Sydney guys that released like a, a hour long more than an hour long tier list uh, on YouTube uh, just the same day as the as the far was released yeah. I, I think it was just a few hours difference yeah. Oh my God. So just That's... in like <laughs> compassion to them, I think they just <laughs> shout out. Um, and uh, of course, uh, Path to Glory, uh, Naman also did a tier list very recently and and also like very quickly made like an update to that. So I think uh, that could deserve a shout out as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Path to Glory, they are quick on the ball. So. Yeah. <laughs> <Extremely>. <laughs> Uh, all right. Next we got, what the heck is going on with you? And, uh, this can be what you've been doing for games or what you've been doing for hobby or anything like that. Anything you've been doing, uh, just on your own there. And Eric, as a guest, why don't you kick it off? What, uh, what have you been up to? Um, well, I, um, I, uh, I play, I have like a weekly, more or less weekly game. I play with, um, a friend of mine mm-hmm. that we play like. Uh, in person. Um, and so I've been doing that for during pretty much during the entire COVID season. Apart from that, there's not much. We are like the two most hardcore, hardcore underworld players in whole of Norway, I think. Okay. There's not much happening here. <laughs> and I've also recently picked up uh, painting again. I had like a, a year when I didn't paint anything, and now I painted like four or four wall bands in like a month. Wow, month. wow. So, that is strong work. Yeah, it's all quick painted, but it's painted still. Hey, yeah, is yeah. this a is this friend you play weekly? Is he tired of playing against Eyes of the Nine yet, or is he? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Um, he probably is like the one person in the whole world who has the most experience with playing Ice of the Night. I do play <laughs> other stuff as well sometimes, okay. but I just keep coming back to Ice of the Night. Sure. How about you, Phil? What have you been up to? Yeah, so I've been busy with our other show um, for the Mortal Realms, the Story Phase. Uh, so we just finished a recording for a review of Kragnos for Broken Realms. So if you want to check that out, that should be dropping... Uh, on the 5th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
we're also doing so uh we we got a, a copy of the dominion box as a preview for that show um and so i'm putting together some of the storm cast so that we can do a bit of a painting competition between uh, a few of us folks on the show i think davy you're doing one too right uh i yeah, yep he's sitting right here i was gonna uh prime him last week but we had a whole bunch of rain so yeah i'm, I'm in that there. same boat <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, for actual underworld stuff i uh i got our local in-person league started again this past oh week. yeah yeah uh and that felt pretty good to be out there rolling rolling some real dice again seeing folks we haven't played in uh, over a year so that's great yeah. yeah uh and uh yeah i i made it to, we had two weeks so far and uh i made it to the first then I've, I've got a work conflict for the next few weeks but uh i'll be i'll be back out uh but it did prompt me uh eric you'll enjoy this i i brought two war bands i brought uh the soul raid and eyes of the nine and i got immediately heckled by people when they saw i had eyes of the nine <laughs> i was like well I, I this guy plays he's he's really good i think this deck is really good so I try it and had uh, had good success with it. So I, I've actually played uh, uh, more games of Eyes of the Nine than I have in my life in the past couple of weeks here. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, say, having been there, you didn't just do well. Uh, you cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy uh, to hear that. It's, um, uh, there's been a few guys on Russell uh, that like took, not mm, just took my... Or took a similar deck to like looked at my deck and built made some changes or just took a very similar deck to mine after watching me play who have took them to some tournaments and the annoying thing is they keep doing better than me <laughs> <laughs> so, like I confer them like this and they win so yeah. <laughs> all right um that's it. Uh, and we'll mention this again later, but I, we should mention with the uh, Dominion, the, our uh, network is actually doing a, a giveaway for the Dominion box set. So oh, yeah, yep. we'll, uh, we'll include some details about that later. There'll be a link and it's just, you can do different things like uh, follow on Twitter and all that sort of thing. So, um, but uh, if you are somebody who plays AOS or just likes those figures, there'll be a, there'll be a, a box giveaway for that. But uh, let's get on to the main overview. We're going to start with the, uh, far list forsaken and restricted list. Uh, and we'll also actually make mention of a couple, uh, errata, uh, and then, uh, we'll talk about that. So, and actually, I think I want to start with, uh, the errata because that kind of puts into context a number of these. So, uh, Phil, can you break down the, the monologue change for us and then we'll, we'll get some. Yeah. So the, the new errata for monologue is that on his inspired side, his ability should be changed to this fighter can make a move or charge action, even if it has one move token. In addition, when this fighter has one charge token, it can still be activated, but cannot make super actions. So on the face of it, this is just saying he's not going to get to double charge while inspired anymore. And that's probably a good change, but it has some strange unintended consequences as well where now when he is inspired, he can't charge and scything attack anymore. Right. Because um, he gets and, the charge token at the start of that, uh, at the start of that activation. Yeah. Like as he starts the, to, yeah. the move of the charge, he gets yeah. the charge token. And right. so it's like some weirdness there. Unclear if that was intentional or not. Um, and then 
just generally, I mean, he can't scythe either. Um, and one thing that's been debated, but it, I mean, it, looking through it, the wording, I think it, it stands that basically now you could move, charge, and then move again. And that would be legal as of the wording of this. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know that that actually makes like for a good play, but it gives, it's at least an option. Um, but I guess my my general feeling is this overall probably brings Molog down quite a bit in terms of his power level. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think it's a I I think it's that thing where you could charge right away and then it doesn't matter if you try to run away because he's got reach two and probably speed upgrades. So then he could draw some cards until he felt happy to go charge and kill your other important figure. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out and seeing how it feels. Um, and it doesn't feel so oppressive uh, for the Molag player to make him totally gone, but I could be wrong about that. I haven't. Um, are you sure that he can't uh, do a charge on Skype? Uh, once We're once not. he's inspired, it seems like that just based on the timing of when the charge token comes in. But it's it's not a hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, I thought I might be wrong, but I thought like the, you put the token after the attack actions, so I think he can do a charge and Skype, but he can't definitely do a Skype after he has charge. Yeah, that's um, what I thought too. Somebody posted the the charge like rule from the rule book and it says after the move action is when they get the charge token. Okay. okay. Yeah. But um, I, I still feel like maybe it needs to be a FAQ'd because I don't think it they kind of seems like a beta rule as well, huh? Mm. Yeah. If, if that's the case, yeah. So uh and uh so that there are a number of things that will impact uh, Molag in the far list, uh, but it's also in the context of that uh, that change. Um, there's a beta where where uh, a beta rule, which is the first time we've seen this, where Kagra uh, the Ravagers have an inspire of just two desecration instead of three, um, and it uh, can't hurt, might help, and uh, kudos to go go check out uh, Matt uh, on his uh, path to the grand clash uh see see what his take is on on that because yeah uh, um but all right far list i'm going to give a quick overview rundown real quick and then i'm going to ask you guys some hard-hitting questions about your take on it so there was one card that was forsaken it's ferocious resistance the three universal objectives these are all surges that were uh popped that's cover ground show of force surge of aggression there are only two gambits uh mischievous spirits slick rock and 11 new universal upgrades uh, or universe on, on the list. Uh, Amberbone Sword, Crown of the Dead, Deserve Confidence, Gauntlet of Command, Geomancer's Gauntlet, Haughty Resistance, Hunter's Talisman, Proud Runner, Savage Visage, Sting of the Urgrub, and Substance Siphon. Uh, there are six faction-specific cards, uh, one from Harrows, one from Snarlfang, one from Man Trappers, two from Crushes, and one from Molog that all got hit. So, gentlemen... Uh, Hit me with which which of these cards was, uh, we'll say, uh, the most expected or the most deserved for you. Um, Phil, do you have a take on that? Um, I guess, uh, yeah, so the, I think the, uh, the, the Mortis Relics, I, th- I think 
everyone probably could have seen this coming. I don't know if they all three needed to be restricted, but I certainly expected Crown of the Dead to end up on this list. Um, every Seemingly, everyone was taking it for the extra draws, and then Gauntlet of Command was being included for the extra wounds as well, mm-hmm. I felt like, and the extra push when you maybe needed it. Um, and so by putting them all restricted, I think they've effectively uh, eliminated a mass use of any of the Mortis relics. Um, yeah, I agree with with the relics, obviously, and i I think it's I think it's the right move actually to restrict all three of them because they are so so super strong. They are mm-hmm. like they're kind of like two upgrades in one, right? Mm-hmm. Because you yeah. get the, the bonus on them, like a reroll, a wound, and uh, plus one damage that's worth an upgrade in itself and then the, uh, like especially the crown like draw two cards and discard one that that could be a good upgrade and mm-hmm. uh, make a push or distraction after every any activation that could be like a decent upgrade as well uh, upgrade as well so I, I i i think it makes sense to to restrict all three of them so you can still go for them but you have to be very dedicated to do it yeah um, another one i think is deserved restricted is deserved confidence mm. it's basically the same thing it's like two upgrades in one or three or four even if you get enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right uh i mean even even when you just get to that first tier where it's uh three upgrades and you get plus one mood and can't be driven back that yep. is literally what uh, what two different upgrades will do, you know, with the uh, I can't steadfast or something like that. There's a there's that and a plus one wound. So, uh, and that's before you even get to the higher tiers. So, yep. Sense. I think my uh, my least surprise or uh, in, in that category to me was actually uh, cover ground. Uh, I like it fine. I thought the speed package was was very powerful for some factions. Uh, and uh, of those three, cover ground felt like the one where you could just kind of run in a circle. Yep. Uh, and it kind of was a bit of a callback to the days where you would have, you know, somebody would cover ground and score a, a cover ground calculated risk. And they'd score, you know, two glory for just wandering around in their backfield. Um, and uh, I I, uh, I like that you can still take it, but I think that was the correct one of those three to restrict because the other ones will require a charge or, or a little more interaction. Uh, so that's where I go. Yeah, and uh, show of force is also like kind of had to be restricted because it's mm-hmm. just uh, in a similar way to like how the relics and the third confidence are like two upgrades. That's like two good like uh, score search for having three upgrades on a fighter that would be a good search. And Score search for having three enemies, uh, f- fighter in enemy territory. That's also a good search. And then there's a hybrid that you can score either of those, and it's just crazy yeah. good. I yeah, think. it's it's the rare hybrid that uh, both sides of it are are real good. And with the right warband, it's it's a hi- it's a surge you can score early with the aggressive side or late with uh, uh, with the uh, upgrade side. So makes sense. Um, I like its design, but yeah, it's it's uh, all over the place, and so. That uh, checks out. Uh, how about this? Was there a big surprise? W- would you would you point to any of these as your biggest surprise of the list? Um, 
I think there's a few cards I think that like didn't need to be restricted. I think the the biggest one, or maybe it's just the most annoying one for me because of the deck. But um, I'm not sure Substance Siphon needed to be restricted. It's probably because uh, I think it's because of how Molog used it to mm -hmm. get like on up to three dodge. But really, I think there's like enough nerf of Molog in this mm -hmm. this update in general that they didn't need to hit this card as well if mm -hmm. that was like what they thought was the problem with this card that makes sense what about yeah. you Phil? um so i definitely i i see that one as well um and then i think sting of the urgrub didn't necessarily need to be in here i i get that they were trying to take out extra plus damage like i think that makes sense i just don't know that sting of the urgrub was the right one I think Savage Strength might have actually made more sense. Oh, why not? Why not Great Strength, though? Or just Great Strength. <laughs> I think the only reason they don't want to touch those is because it's like, those are the core box ones. Like, new players shouldn't have access to restricted stuff, I guess, is maybe the thought there. But Or, or shouldn't, but I, shouldn't have to worry about uh, restricted as much, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, but, I but there, there's, there is no core box anymore. There's just... As Essentials, essential cards, yeah. fair. Um, cover ground and yeah. mysterious spirits are already essential cards. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, no, they probably should have just done great strength then. Yeah, because it's it's gonna be around forever. But they might um, they might have thought that they would wanted to restrict avatar of our group as well. But I haven't seen yeah. a successful avatar strategy in quite a while. I think. Yeah, and that's that's sort of where I feel like Sting doesn't make a lot of sense because then because yeah, then it just absolutely kills playing uh, Avatar. But yeah. um, I guess the another one that I thought was weird was the Geomancer's Gauntlet, just because I don't think that many people were using it. Um, like yeah. if you're going feed the Beast Grave, that's probably not something you were thinking of as like your first, second, or third choice for flipping uh, hexes. So. Um, I think it's um, if you want if they wanted to restrict uh, or limit feed the beast grave, I think it's actually a kind of decent pick because it's one of the few cards that you can't really do anything about mm. because a lot of the um, well, there's a few others. Oh, there's plenty others now actually, but they are not like available to everyone. Um, but many of the cards require you to like be on the objective or it to be an empty objective or something like that. So you can prevent flipping by standing on objectives. Mm -hmm, but fair. with this one, you can't. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm not sure if they actually needed to restrict feed the beast grave though. I've seen plenty of people like play it, uh, for like casual games. But mm -hmm. very few actually like bring it to tournaments. Um, I think it's for most warbands, it's it can work really well, and then there's not much you can do. But if you're the cards come in the wrong order or dice fail you if you're playing the like magic var variant, mm -hmm. and then it just uh, fails you. So I don't think it's consistent enough to be very strong but it can be a negative play experience so, so that's sure. probably 
what they were thinking about, I think. Yeah. Uh, how about this? There's a, uh, is there any card you give, we'll call it the, the burst of speed award to, as in a card that probably only got restricted because there's a particular warband that abuses it, uh, uh, in so much worse than others. Uh, any card that jumps out to you here? For me, it's uh, Hunter's Talisman, I think, yep. is like Hrothgorn, just uh, because it's plus one at any range, and he has multiple ranges that he uses, and all the rerolls for, or not all, one one reroll uh, for if the enemy's quarry, and he guarantees that they're quarry. I think, I think without Hrothgorn, maybe this doesn't get uh, restricted. Yeah, it's just... It's just, it's a really good card for like any hunter, right? Plus one dice to any attack action is like stronger than any other accuracy cards we have, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah. for, for Rotcon, it's just bonkers. Yeah. So I'm actually like surprised it wasn't restricted earlier. Yeah. Yep. Well, like uh, anything. Probably the only one though. I mean, the rest of these, I think all had uses in a number of different warbands and probably to more or less effect, but they, they were all showing up in a number of different ways. Yeah. Uh, two more questions and then we can move on to the next here. Uh, here's one. What, which, which card is there a card in here that you find as the most interesting to be on this list as in it, it it's on here. It, uh, some, some are on here, you're like, even if it's restricted, I'm still taking this. Some are on here, they're like, now that it's restricted, I'm very unlikely to take it. Some of these, I think, is there anything in here where you're like, uh, like, oh, like if I if I spend one of my three restricted slots on, it's potentially very powerful because people are uh, less likely to expect it uh, now that it's restricted or some such. Is there is there anyone that jumps out to you for that? Um, I would say maybe Mischievous Spirits. Um, I guess we kind of saw it coming that this card would be restricted because it's been um, talked about in a long for a long time that mischievous spirits needed to be restricted and it's it's rumored to be in every deck, right? But yeah. <laughs> I find that recently a lot of people have taken it out. Yeah. Um. And in the La Vassal Clash, I don't, uh, um, I don't think I saw anyone play it against me at all. Mm. Um, and the reason, of course, that people have stopped running it is that objective play haven't been like dominating as much as it used to be. So right. people are taking for aggro warbands rather than for for objective warbands. Mm -hmm. So I think that's. Uh, uh, um, so in the future, it will be like an interesting meta call. Uh, yeah. Like do you expect, if you expect a lot of aggro, uh, no, a lot of objective warbands, then you can still like play, pay a restricted slot for this card, even if you don't really care about objectives yourself. Um, so I think um, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Mischievous Spirits is, I think, one that will still be taken, just not uh, as casually. Like, you'll have to really make a call about it now. Um, one that I think is maybe still worth taking, and it'll be an interesting call, is Proud Runner, um, in that 
being able to gain primacy pretty much at will is still powerful and it it can be played either into a deck that likes to score off of primacy or you can use it to disrupt your opponent's primacy because you mm. can make your last action in the round to run five hexes away with somebody with proud runner and then uh steal it away and they won't have time to get it back so um I think depending on how much primacy we still see in play, Proud Runner could become something that still sees a decent amount of play, even though it's restricted. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question for you: uh, of the of the faction specific, there were six faction specific cards restricted. Uh, do you have any particular thoughts there? Is any any thought weren't weren't deserved or uh, did couldn't happen soon enough or? uh were surprised by there uh and that's a uh, fleeting memories arm of the ever winter cruel hunters got it boss berserk fortitude and foul temper um i guess it's um i, I think it's about time that reaper got um a restricted <laughs> card but i'm a little yeah. bit surprised that they hit cruel hunters instead of um the one that you get glory for having just having three upgrades yeah. loaded with plunder yeah, another red plunder, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and they are both excellent cards, right? But that's true. Um, at least this one requires you to get kills, and yeah. you can't. So I think uh, I think that was an odd choice. But mm. um, you would normally like put both of those in any Ripper deck, right? So yeah, I'm not sure if it matters too much. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm. I think it definitely made sense that we got two for crushes. Uh, I think they could have chosen now what instead of got it boss. And I would have still been perfectly happy with these choices. Um, I think got it boss is just since it's just hold one, it's a little easier. Um, Then berserk fortitude. I think anything that can reduce damage by more than one is probably worth a restricted spot. Um, and in a warband that's already as tough as the crushes, having uh, damage reduction uh, limited is probably a good thing overall. Uh, not just damage reduction, but damage redu- reduction at reaction speed. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, right. You just use it when you need it. Make yeah. your opponent always have to think that your damage is always going to be one less. I mean, you think of the warbands that have access to that, like uh, Dread Pageant. They don't necessarily reduce it uh, at, at reaction speed, but they can transfer it. And uh, Ripa's with the narrow escape. Like those, that puts so a lot good. more pressure on the opponent on planning out their attacks, uh, and this was this was even better than that. So, uh, yep. Arm of the Everwinter for Rotgarn is also kind of odd, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I'm not sure he really needs three restricted cards. Um, mm. Like if you like, just compare to Lady Harrows, who have two, and Rotgarn have three. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's needed, um, but it seems more to uh, to again to prevent the feed the beast grave strategy, right? More than on like a yeah. universal rotgum nerf. Yeah, it's, it seems like they don't want. They just don't want um, feed the beast grave to be competitive. I guess they want it to be like like a fun odd strategy. It seems, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. All right, and, and also I must about- say, because um, I, I looked on this list be, while I was uh, waiting for 
you guys to log on. <laughs> and there's like um, Stormsire, cur- Stormsire Curse Breakers actually have a restricted card, Harness the Storm. It's a really good card, but they definitely don't need a um, faction restriction card where the meta is now, I think. So sure. I think that should be like just removed from the list. Yeah, and we've seen that uh, not often, but uh, we have seen it in the past where cards fell off the restricted list. I yep. think that's a really good point. Um, yep. uh, it's encouraging to see that they do do that. I hope they remember that that is a thing that they're okay with. <laughs> that they can <laughs> so, do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Uh, any last thoughts on that, or should we move on? Um, are there any cards you would... Um, um, that aren't on this list that you would think should should be on this list? Oh, uh, well, yes, only that I, I don't... Uh, it's clear that the, this list kind of stops at a certain point in the season, so uh, this yeah. must have been worked on some time ago. Uh, I think everything to prove is like my number one candidate for yep. uh, <laughs> hopping on this list once it, once it gets there. Uh, sure. What about you, Eric? Do you have... Yeah, it's um, uh, like everything to prove is like uh, obviously like a crazy strong card, so should probably be there. It's weird that because you can see that uh, this list was updated in May 2021, so why did it take like to the end of June before they released it? Mm, Right. Um, That's just strange. Um, But. I'm uh, kind of surprised that uh, Gathered Momentum isn't on this list also. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they could have they could have picked either of the speed package options to go along with Cover Ground just to shut it down. I almost wonder if they didn't just because all, all, almost all of it is going to be rotating anyway and in, unless they print more stuff that works that way it'll probably just go away anyhow. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, but I mean, that who knows how long that's going to be given the way the releases have been. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they could have done more. I agree. Uh, but it is a big list. Uh, I mean, it, it definitely... Uh, I've noticed it when I have been making lists that uh, it's I've got some hard choices, and that's a good thing. So, yep. Yep. Uh, and it's it's interesting to see. We'll talk about this now, but uh, where you may look, uh, you may look like okay. So this card got restricted. What's my replacement for that? But you know, uh, maybe you're a deck that was taking Nightmare in the Shadows, and now you're like, well, that that definitely has to go um, in favor of you know something that's not quite that's distraction adjacent or something, but not uh, cool. But let's talk about it. So, uh, Eric. Uh, Let's do a rundown of your eyes deck. Uh, sure. Whatever I, I have the um, the list that you brought to the Vassal Clash, um, and I don't know if that's if there's been any changes since, or is that still pretty representative? Uh, again, pre pre uh, far. Um, I actually haven't uh, played it since the Vassal Clash. So this okay. uh, before the far list that is the most recent list. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, I would have. Um, I would have made uh, one change, I think, just to this deck if okay. that wasn't for the far list. But I guess we can, we will come to that. 
Yeah. So let's uh, give me first, give me a, a why, why the eyes and what, what is it about the eyes that uh, you enjoy or think makes them powerful? Uh, what is it that makes them tick that you're saying I'm taking eyes instead of something else? Uh, and then from that, we'll kind of transition to why you built the deck the way you did. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I've always liked playing underdogs. Um, mm. It's um, like the extra like challenge from mm. playing a warband that is like perceived to be weaker, and of course the extra like uh, like attention you get if you actually manage to do well, like. You yeah. probably wouldn't invite me to come on your podcast if I had conferred <laughs> with with um, well the orcs or something like that. And it's also they I find, but but it's not just that uh, because then I could have played like chosen nexus or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy their the way they are unique that they have a. They have a. They function in a way that no other warband really can replicate, and uh, and that's obviously all about the horror mechanic. That's mm-hmm. what makes them unique. And I guess the closest thing to them is uh, Skaven, mm-hmm. uh, but I um, I actually don't own Skaven, so uh, <laughs> and, and I don't like playing warbands. I don't own even on. Uh, like in a digital format, so yeah. so I've stuck to, stuck to, stuck with the eyes, and also I just I started when I started playing them. It was mostly because um, like we were um, before COVID, we were like trying to build up like um, to get more people locally to play, mm-hmm. and it's yep. always a challenge uh, to when you have played the game a lot and then mm. you bring in new players and you want to have like good games with them so i picked started playing ice in the uh, that was like the context for how i picked up ice at first because i wanted to play like a weak warband to have like fair matches against mm. new players but then i started winning a lot with <laughs> with them as well and <laughs> um, started playing online and I started to win against good players with them as well. Yeah. Um now I just I don't think like if I when I play something else I don't really do better than with ice. So I just um um I guess that's why I stick to them or or keep coming back to them. I've said like many times that oh now it's enough ice of the nine for a while and then like a new card comes out and then I I'm back on the wagon. Every time yeah. you think you're out, they pull you back in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so based on, again, like you said, that the, the main thing that strength that they bring that other people don't is that the blue horror interaction, uh, yeah. and it's twofold. It's the being able to summon an enemy territory and, uh, him taking, uh, Two, typically two activations to remove um, occasionally an activation and a gambit, but that's a very you know specific gambit. Um, so based on that, uh, what was the overall idea of the of the sort of direction in the deck that you went with? Well, um, 
like if you want to play an underdog, I think you at least I to do it like with satisfaction, you have to kind of try to find the one thing they actually can do better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to find something that they can do well that others can't. Yeah, like uh, um, with Reavers, it's uh, it's dying. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your carnage. Yeah. Um, so you like have to look for what opportunities there are in the card pool, in the universal card pool, because they don't have a... They have very weak um, faction cards, most mm-hmm. of them. They have like one or two good ones. Um, that's about it. There are two good ones and a few that uh, can be okay. But uh, yeah, so you have to look for it in the in the universal pool and like go from there. Um, in the current card pool, there's a few cards that I think like goes better with Eyes of the Nine than pretty much anyone else. Mm. And that's, um, well, first of all, Swift Capture, which is just uh, perfect for them mm-hmm. um, because you can get um, horror in enemy territory at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Cryptic Companion because you can put it on the horror and it can, if it dies, well, first they have to kill it twice. And if it dies, then you can just summon it back. Mm-hmm. And then it's um, um, Absolute Stillness, I think, as well, which mm. uh, goes really well with Cryptic Companion because you can summon the horror and he can be, with a few tricks, summoned directly on um, an objective and just stay there for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So Absolute Stillness can be really easy. Um, so with those three cards, you kind of have like the basis of the deck, right? To, mm-hmm. um, summon the horror, to stick, hold the objectives and score from that. Um, so, and then there's a lot of other cards now that go along with this strategy, like, uh, dominant position, uh, obviously, when that came, that was a big boost to the deck. Underdog mm-hmm. is excellent for them because you are... Uh, Navia and Tursh are very good at dying. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's also like getting started with this deck can sometimes be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not so rare to score it from the second um, when an oh, opponent has scored sure. three or more objective cards from more mm-hmm. cards more than you. That's not so weird as well. Mm. Um, yeah, um, and um, hidden purpose obviously is really good. Uh, so there's just um, I've been trying building this deck since like halfway through Diocasm, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the start of Diocasm, there was just like no way to build Ice of the Nine and do decent with them, but slowly, slowly the pieces have been put into position. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I think that just bef- with the final the f- uh, what has been lacking through most of Diocasm has been good searches, but then mm-hmm. we got in the Mad Mob, we got the Fleeting Primacy, which mm-hmm. is uh, 
not perfect, but it's quite good. Like mm-hmm. it, you can score it both ways. Uh, you hold three or more objectives. Um, as long as you have three fighters still alive, that can be doable. Um, but the second condition that you hold two or more enemy in enemy territory, territory and have the primacy token that if you just have two fighters left, that can also be doable because you have the you will hold one objective in enemy territory territory most of the time and then you can like teleport Optimus in and hold the second one and get a kill and score it like that. So I actually think I scored it the second way like two two or three times during the vessel clash. Oh, nice, so yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. Um but still there was like one missing piece and that missing piece was of course everything to prove this is just the <laughs> perfect yeah perfect yeah. Uh, objective from this deck yeah um and then uh if you so the, most of these cards are just um picked because they are what what uh, serves that uh, strategy and then you notice that there's actually a lot of hybrids and duels. Mm-hmm. So there's actually four hybrids and four duels in this text. So set the tempo is uh, also works like perfectly with this deck, I think. Yeah. Um, like um, the one card I run just because of set the tempo is path to victory. I think I would have run something else if it was weren't for set the tempo. But yeah, sure. Yeah. So the general strategy of the deck is just hold two objectives, uh, one with ultimates and one with uh, horror, and then use all the upgrades to make um, um, ultimates unkillable. Mm-hmm. Like you can go up to eight wounds with this. Uh, <laughs> Nice. And he can have uh, um, eight wounds and three dodge on guard and ignoring a crit on defense. Mm. So um, once you get like that package going, he's very tough to kill. Yeah, and he yeah. like the one trick in this deck that took me a while to figure out was. Uh, because uh, uh, Eyes of the Nine are, many people view them as like a magic warband, right? Because of fluff and other yeah. things. And Vortimus do have a good spell action, and you have that plus one damage spell upgrade as well. But if you look at my deck, I don't actually run that. I mm-hmm. run Great Strength instead of mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. That's because there are in the card pool now, there is not like not a single accuracy card available for spell attacks. Mm. Um, so uh, that's just not good enough. And then I already have with the if so, I use the Ultimus will most of the time just with this deck just use his staff attack instead of the spell attack, his range two attack. Mm-hmm. So with Great Strength and Glory Seeker, he can go to 4 damage. And then with the Crown of the Dead, he has a reroll on that. And you can get assists. And it's actually quite common for this deck to get to have uh, 9 or more upgrades on Vultimus. You get all the way to the innate on it. Yeah, uh, there's actually been a few games where I have had 11 upgrades on Vultimus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, like normally you put Cryptic 
normally quite often on the horror and the rest just goes on Litmus. Sometimes Great Strength or Glory Seeker can go on Kacharik. But yeah. And I I will draw my whole deck of twenty two cards almost every game. And is that so I know you have two uh draw tech cards. You have uh Unnatural Truce and Duel of Wits. Um and it lets you load up mid game, but uh also I think you end up taking a fair number of actions to just draw um yep. with this deck. Is that is that fairly yep. accurate? Yep. Yeah. Um it depends on the and um, on the game and game uh, where the game is, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I often it's, it's kind of a motto for me in like general in this game. Like when in doubt, when in doubt, draw cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but especially for this, because you don't really you just want to sit back, yeah. And mm-hmm. once you are on those two objectives. Um, well, if you can get kills, of course it's good, but you definitely don't want to like charge in on your opponent very often, mm-hmm. and you just uh, need the cards to to go uh, well to to make your deck work. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So I think, and for anyone who's listening, the uh, the deck uh, the before and after far uh, versions of the deck will be in our show notes here. Um, or, or, uh, as close to it as we can get. Um, but the, uh, uh, I think the only objective you haven't mentioned yet is frantic exchanges in there. And I, I, that's, uh, I think part of that, in my experience, I've, I've played this deck now four or five times. The, uh, uh, you end up with such a large hand of cards, uh, that you can end up using that, you know, and then they'll have these battles over, over, you know, push battles over objectives uh, and back and forth. So that, that seems to score pretty reliably when you get there. Um, yeah. It's, um, it can be really annoying sometimes and it can make you do uh, bad plays at times, mm-hmm. like throw away, um, um, a ploy before you needed it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so if there were better alternatives, I would be quite happy to change it out for something. But um, especially now when like uh, everyone is running Duel of Witsa and that Mm. you just wait, both players are waiting for the other to play a ploy and then one play a ploy and then Duel of Wits and then the other react again with Duel of Wits. That happens like all the times and then then it's already three cards. Yeah. So I think it's... um, it's uh, probably stronger now than it has ever been, just because mm-hmm. of dual wits, and, and that's also the reason why I run um, a natural truce as well, right? I think mm-hmm. if I didn't run frantic exchange, I would probably cut down to twenty cards and mm-hmm. not run yeah. a natural truce. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I found that the biggest tension I had with frantic exchange was uh, early on if I was looking to try to use some of my assets to deny a swift capture or uh, a uh, hidden purpose or, or something like that, where like, especially in the first round where I'm like, I, I have the resources where I could deny them the seed glory with this, but I am going to torpedo my chance at frantic exchange later because I'm going to uh, burn out on it. And so that, that would, I would often find that kind of tension of like, is it worth it for me to be spending, spending resources now to deny them seed glory 
and then potentially denying myself glory in the process. But yeah, uh, it's um, it's one of the many like because another reason why I like playing Ice of the Nine and this playstyle is because there's you always have to make tough decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So many decisions to make, and mm-hmm. um, that it's definitely one of the cards that that mm-hmm. can force you to make tough tough plays and sometimes do like stupid things that even even though they are stupid they are the right play right yeah right um, um kind of i was actually like the the just the day before the clash i was considering uh, to drop frantic exchange from the deck um i was I uh, wanted to run... Um, I made a list with... What's it called? The card that you score if the... Um, uh, steadfast Defender. So I made a list mm. with Steadfast Defender instead of Frantic Exchange because yeah. Steadfast Defender is also a decent card for the man because the horror can be attacked once you an objective and then he flips and you score, yeah. mm-hmm. score um, Steadfast Defender. So I wanted to run that just for the sake of surprise because I play a lot of Vassal and many people know my deck. So I thought uh, I will <laughs> try this and and so I can like ch- surprise people. But I had a chat with um, um, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Andron on mm-hmm. on uh, his own Vassal. Yeah, uh, and he said uh, no, don't. Run frantic exchange instead in, instead of steadfast. And mm-hmm. um, he also told me uh, the second surprise I tried to add in this deck was Schlickwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, uh, "Don't, uh, yeah, like run frantic and don't run Schlickwork. Run like something else instead." Mm-hmm. So I listened to him and I swapped out steadfast defender for a frantic exchange and that turned out to be the right move frantic mm-hmm. exchange was really easy to score uh, I didn't listen to him on Slickrock, but I regretted that because that card was almost useless in the whole tournament it oh, did interesting. almost nothing um, so that's like the, the first card that I would uh, drop yeah the, there's yeah. there's some good disruption available uh, I, I ran uh, I ran it in there. I had the rare, uh, rare occurrence where I actually triggered frantic exchange off of slick rock. Uh, and it was because well, I was playing against, uh, uh, the wild hunt and they used the card to move during the power step. And then yeah. I slick rocked off of the move in the power step. And it happened to be the fifth, <laughs> uh, fifth power card that dropped in that power step. And I was like, I, I can't imagine there have been too many times in the history of the game where, where Frantic Exchange scored off of Slick Rock. Yeah, that's uh, never happened to me, at least. <laughs> I, I, I was um, in the um, semifinal. I played against uh, Tommy Conboy, where he just um, demolished me completely. Mm. Mm. I was thinking I would finally get like the chance for Slick Rock to shine mm-hmm. because I... Uh, well, Vultimus was standing next to an objective, and the Everhanged was ready to charge him with like a four dice for damage attack. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping, like, okay, he will now 
charge on the objective and I can finally use Schlickwerk and that will save Artemis and give me a chance in this game. But yeah. of course, Tommy was too smart to charge on that bloody objective. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's, that's just what Steve said also. Like, yeah, it can surprise people, but good players will just play around it and that's exactly what happened yeah. so moral of the story is listen to steve i guess <laughs> well i think we have our, our uh, first candidate for uh the they're getting cut uh, in yep. the uh, revamp here um just uh i'm going to run quick through these uh before and again you can take a look at this uh deck on on uh online on the using the show notes uh before this far list your restricted were hidden purpose restless prize cryptic companion uh you picked up an additional seven based on the one you so show of force mischievous spirits slick rock substance siphon deserved confidence gauntlet of command and the crown of the dead so now you have a list of 10 and it's got to get trimmed back down to three we already know right off the bat based on uh your your uh regrets on that uh deck that slick rock goes um slick rock that's probably a just gets replaced with uh hypnotic buzz or mirror move or uh center of attention or something like that is that um yeah i think if if it was just like a one-to-one swap mm. i would probably uh, put uh, either mirror move or center of attention yeah Sure, and that's a good point. We, you, when you have this many uh, swap outs that you need to do, it this doesn't end up being a one for one. If you if you went from you know three restricted to four restricted, maybe a one for one is something you can do. But uh, so let's go to the other end of the spectrum. You have ten, uh, say nine, because Slick Rock's going. Uh, of those, you got to pick three. Which are the three that you say like these are the, these are essential? I cannot part with these. Uh, I'm going to have to include these and find a way around the rest uh yeah that's the problem right because it's really hard to pick just three um yeah (laughs) because so like every time there's um there's a new far list it's kind of a bittersweet experience when playing Mm. eyes of the nine because they uh, hit like strong universals to to like nerf the um I'm not sure what they're thinking. If like their main motivation is they just want bigger variety in the card pool, card pool, mm-hmm. or if they are uh, want to like nerf the strongest warbands. But it happens every time eh, that because these strong cards, they also like um, makes the weaker makes it so that the weaker warbands can actually function. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, well, the f- I always think that the objective deck is the most important part of mm-hmm. your deck because that's how you score your glory, um, mm-hmm. especially in a deck like this where you don't uh, you don't plan to get much glory from kills. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one card that I would uh, definitely choose um, is Hidden Purpose. Because that's mm-hmm. just the easiest search in the world to score. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this deck in particular is always going to be able to score it uh, as long as Vortimus is alive. Yeah, because and, you can always and, keep summoning and, that. I think that's worth mentioning again, uh, right? Uh, also, that uh, what 
Another thing that makes Eyes of the Nine unique is like, in a way, they are like the best hold two warband in the game because they can hold two objectives with one just one fighter. Mm. Because all you need is Vortimus. And as long as Vortimus is alive, then you can hold two objectives. Yep. Because the, the horror is like just a part of Vortimus, right? Because you can right. summon it at any time. So um, even though Vortimus isn't as, doesn't have a strong stat line as Molog or Rotgorn or that new bone guy, <laughs> he, he, he more than those fighters, maybe not more than Molog, but he can function like a warband on his own. Mm. Like as long as you have, there's definitely been matches where I had like only Vortimus and the horror left after like the first round, and then he <laughs> can just solo the whole match because you make him unkillable, and then you just stick to two objectives and score your full deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, hidden purpose I would definitely want to keep. And then there's, um, I think I will, I think I would prefer going the other way actually. Like, um, for like, so I, I drop Sleek Rock. That's the first card I would drop. Okay. And then I would drop, uh, Gaunt- the Gauntlet and the Crown because mm-hmm. they are a package of two cards and there's just no way I can f- afford to keep them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, it gets much more difficult because mm-hmm. um, this serve confidence is just amazing in this deck. Both of the, because you uh, there's the defensive. Um, um, it, it yeah, because you can quite often get to the actual like the nine plus bonus as well, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, an amazing card in this deck, defensively and aggressively. Substance Siphon is also really, really good in this deck, and then it combos with um, with um, many other cards. And it's very important to keep keep uh, miss alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cryptic Companion is like the one of the main reasons I even built this deck. Right? It's the <laughs> right. <laughs> But then again, it's just when you look at the deck, it's just gravy. It's uh, yeah. like a it's it's not required to like score anything else. It's just mm. like a bonus three glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's restless prize and mischievous spirits that are just very important to mm-hmm. really really helpful to score the rest of your deck because they. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you want to be on objectives, and it's just not just that, but with these are your two, the two opportunities you have to actually like move objectives onto starting hexes, which is good for both the seedful step and for the horror, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Showforce is it's not perfect because I can only, in general, only score it the second way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have three or more friendly fighters in enemy territory. That happens, like, one in one, one <laughs> in 50 games, maybe. Yeah. But um, I, after... So it's difficult. It's not a good draw in the first round, but after that, it's just auto-score, right? You just yep. stay mm-hmm. still and score it, so it's really, really good. And, and it's a hybrid as well, so if I take that out, I would 
I think I would uh, maybe drop set the tempo even. Mm. So there's a lot of really, really tough calls that I had to make when editing this deck. Um, so what I went with actually is I did I chose to not mess with the objective deck at all. Okay. So I've uh, kept hidden purpose and show force as two of my restricted slot. Mm-hmm. If I were to change show force, I would change it either for uh, well, steadfast defender, mm-hmm. which is decent, but you rely on your opponent to score it, which mm-hmm. is not so good. Uh, I could also swap it for um, uh, wing death is decent. Because mm. you, um, well, with some changes, you can get the range three attack, and then you would need to change the, the gambit uh, also to run like the plus move, plus two move, sure. and quarry, um, maybe a second one even. But um, but I don't think um, once you add the other. If you need to add the speed cards, then the, you'd like reduce the chance to score the whole rest of your deck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I chose to to stick with hidden purpose and show force. And the second biggest priority that you need to win games it is to keep Optimus alive. So I actually chose to pick to keep uh, Substance Siphon. Mm. As my third restricted, mm-hmm. just because it um, it can be very hard to inspire Ultimus. Yes, very. Um, <laughs> and so and, this uh, corner case as it is, it it is also there's a slight risk there as well. You know, the the double crit into a, a miscast yeah. can can yeah. get him in a dangerous spot. So yeah. Um, so you don't want to be aggressive with Votemis just to try to inspire and then miss your attack, right? Right. Um, so it can be like a plus two dice. And once you have Dominant Defender and Silent uh, Helm on as well, mm-hmm. then those two dice becomes extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, so um so I went with those three cards. I so see. um I guess you can see why it's I was kinda annoyed with substance siphon also on this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um so that means that I had to take out Restless Price and Mischievous Spirits for one, which mm-hmm. is uh, hurting the your uh, ability to stay on uh, objectives and also to counter play your enemy mm-hmm. uh, if they want to stand on objectives. Um, so uh, I think this deck is quite a bit weaker than the original one and it's really, really hurt by this far list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, uh, I don't think I would go like uh, um, end up in the um, or it would be much, much more difficult to go like uh, four wins on day one with this deck than mm-hmm. it was before the fire. But I think it can still function. Um, so what I've done is I, since I don't have Crown of the Dead anymore, I've cut the deck down to 20 cards. 
mm-hmm. uh, because uh, before when with Crown of the Dead, I I used when I ran just twenty cards, I would often like draw my whole deck too mm. fast and yeah. Uh, but I um, I think uh, that would not be that much of a problem before. Mm-hmm. And also, once uh, um, the short confidence and and um, the gauntlet is gone, I've lost two plus wound upgrades. Yeah. So that also really, really hurts. Um, but I guess to go with the ploys first, uh, what I've done is, as a restless price, uh, mischievous spirits and um, schlickwork is gone and I've added uh, center of attention mm-hmm. um, as just like a replacement for like the just another push instead of um, fl- um, moving upgrades mm-hmm. and I've actually added um, jealous defense now oh um, which is a um, good card for them. It's like one of the bubble cards that I didn't include before. I didn't find a spot for. But I think there might be a spot for it now. Um, mm. Can I pause for a second on that? Because I think uh, a big thing here is Fordhamus likes to... Well, so you, you, you are already trying to engineer your, your uh, absolute stillness. So you're already trying to get on objectives without moving. Uh, it'll give you that extra trigger. And yep. even if you are forced to move with Vortimus, it's much preferable to move him rather than charge him because you want him to still be able to summon if he needs to later. So this lets you move him onto an objective and still get a swing in if uh, if that's uh, priority. Yeah, this or, your thought process? or just push him on right from like the mm, sure all the friendly pushes I've had yeah. in this deck. Yeah. Um, and also, so it's like the, um, um, yeah, so it can give Votemis an extra attack. It can give Votemis a chance to inspire. Mm. And uh, it can, sometimes it's just uh, uh, the horror can use it as well, right? Um, yeah. To And it can be an attack that like pushes a fighter into lethal and, or something like that. Yeah. And it also combos really well with Seedful Step. Um, uh, and yeah. like the dream play, of course, is like um, if I have deceitful step and jealous defense in my hand, and then I teleport Kachark, hopefully with uh, Glory Seeker, mm-hmm. yeah. and he lands on an objective and he makes an attack, free attack, and then mm. he can charge and do another attack. That's like the dream play. Yeah, oh, but, yeah um, very nice. It doesn't happen <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Um, and because I've now lost all my accuracy, um, the accuracy card that were um, Crown of the Dead and, um, the third confidence, I've chosen to take out great strength as well. And I've added empowered sorcery, Mm. um, because I think, um, I will use the, the, like the magic, uh, his spell attack will be more relevant. Mm. Sure. And I, uh, f- instead of the crown, I guess uh, Silent Ring works as a replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a quarry card, and mm-hmm. so it, it can re- it replaces kind of both Cryptic Companion and Crown of the Dead, right? Because you can use right. it to draw, and 
it's a quarry card and I need at least three quarry cards, I think, to score uh, absolute stillness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I haven't tried it, Silent Ring, with uh, this deck. I'm not sure how good it will be because I will often have, like you said, like <laughs> a lot more than three cards in my hand. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just a bad card for them. I don't know. But um, sure. but I don't know. Um, so I already have the Silent Helm, and I added the Silent Ring now, uh, and then I added Silent Armor as well. Oh, interesting. Which is, I don't think it's a really good card, but mm-hmm. maybe if you have the Helm and the Ring, and you want wounds, and there's no other plus wounds available, then it's maybe a decent pick. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so it gives plus one wound if this fight has two or more silent relics, and then I will also get has a chance to get um, the three or more silent relics for the extra bonus on silent helm that you can pull mm. one extra defense. Yeah. Um, so I think with with that uh, upgrades, I managed to keep Vortimus. Uh, Almost as um, as uh, well, not unkillable, like but uh, tanky, durable, as, yeah. durable. Yeah, I guess it's the best word that that he was. And the last card I've added because I've lost um, in my gambit deck a lot of the um, cards that help me stick to objectives. I've added the uh, quickening griefs. Mm. That I um, I I used to run, but in my deck, but I found that I didn't really need with all the pushes and stuff <laughs> that I had. So I I um, I swapped in another like I think I sw- uh, changed changed it with uh, Great Fortitude mm. um, some days before the vessel clash. Mm-hmm. But uh, I um, it's a good card, right? And it can Absolutely. really help you out. Definitely. So, um, I think that covers the changes. I, and I think so. Can you, behind the changes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, is there, with the gambits, and I don't know if I missed this, is there anything left in the gambits that will move an objective token onto a starting hex, or have those no, uh, been forced to disappear? Nothing. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that hurts. And also, uh, like the gauntlet of uh, dominance. Uh, mm, other, yeah. what's it? Uh, what gauntlet? It, it command. Uh, gauntlet command. Or command. Yeah, it used to be work similarly, right? Like you could you summon the horror in a, in a starting hex and then play pay a glory and push him onto an objective. Yeah, incredible. Um, so um, yeah, that is also gone. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's uh, definitely hurt. Uh, taken down uh, quite a few um, pegs, is that the yeah. right word? By, yeah. Yeah. By, yeah, the, yeah. Um, by the restricted list. But um, so far, this is the best I've come mm. up with. Did you have any consideration for something like uh, shifting shards, or is it just too easy to block uh, since it can only be on an uh, uh, empty... Uh, uh, unoccupied hex shifting shards that's the one that let you um move to like objective one or object uh, no that that would be uh, labyrinth boots uh, shifting shards it's in the essentials now it uh 
it takes one objective token and push it, that is unoccupied uh, and then pushes it one hex. So okay. it's uh, it's like a much much more trimmed down restless prize. Um, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I knew that card existed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of cards coming out lately, right? Uh, but you, yeah, that's, that yeah. that that might might be um, a good call, I think, because getting uh, getting that one objective on on a starting hex can be really really helpful. Mm. At least, at least sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, another card I did consider was um, the upgrade that um, um, I can't remember what it was called. Um, the one that gives you uh, support on your defense. Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, it is a different kind of campaign. I think I've had this exact problem before where I yeah. uh, couldn't <laughs> couldn't remember uh, what kind of companion it was. Uh, but it's uh, purely on on defense. Uh, count one more support. Uh, yeah. Warding companion. Warding, warding, warding companion. companion. Yeah, exactly. So there's um, a fair number of companions: warding, soothing, hunting, cryptic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, companions are nicer. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so that would uh, like um, I have one less wound now in my deck, and getting the extra wound for silent helm might be difficult. So that would like. Um, Hmm. make um, give Votemis more durability really combos well with Substance Siphon and Dominant Defender so if mm-hmm. it's three dice on dodge uh, three dice on guard and one support and ignore oh crit, then yeah. <laughs> it can be really really tough so yeah. um, if, uh, if like the Silent Ring doesn't work out uh, I think that Silent Ring might be the first card I would take out because I'm. I I think that um, you will quite often find that you don't have three of your power cards, mm. and then obviously the Helm would go also because that doesn't really work good enough. I think with just the no no not the Helm the, uh, the, armor? the, the armor would go because yeah. that doesn't work good enough with yeah. the Helm alone. I think sure. I, I think that's fair. But there's um, there's a quite few other ways you could go, right? If you mm-hmm. if I um, if I um, took out Show Force, just swapped it for maybe um, Dominant Defender, mm-hmm. then I would uh, the first card I would take out take back in would be Restless Price, I think. Mm, yeah, because it's just so good. It's such uh, a big swing, sure. Yeah. And then you can do other things with the objective deck, like run to the end instead of set the tempo, or great games instead of set the tempo. You have mm-hmm. four uh, quarries, or three or four quarries, depending, uh, to, so you can run um, ahead of the hunt. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not sure that's good, because already you need one glory to score that, and the difficult thing it, the, the struggle yeah. with this deck can be getting that first glory it can give you a pretty difficult opening hand if that's yep. in there and um, you're working working real hard for a one glory end phase yeah exactly so um yeah that's that's been how i've been what i've been thinking and um uh, so i'm not sure how how this will work out but um 
this is, I think, my best shot so far. Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly what we're looking for. We're going to, you know, try and go into how that thought process works. And I think, uh, I think that one of the first points you made, it was one of the biggest ones I'd have a listener take away here. And that's, uh, that if you're just looking at it a one for one, you're, you may be looking at it wrong because there's, uh, there's cascading, uh, yeah, inf- like effects you, there. You, like one small change to the deck can like change the whole puzzle. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, sometimes it's just one for one, right? You can find a like if you're used to run what's it called, um, Sting of the Group, and you didn't run the the Hunter plus one damage card, then just sure. swap that yeah. out. Yeah, right. Or- but, um, I think if you are in that position, you after this far list, you are quite lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This feels like one of the bigger uh, that we've had. It makes sense because it's been a while. So, um, but uh, yeah, some some big changes. Uh, Phil, did you have any more thoughts or questions you wanted to hit here? Um, I I mean, I think we already hit on some of it. I've I've had a lot of similar sorts of thoughts as I've been trying to rework my Starblood deck. Um, and I guess one that works for me is living land. Um, but I don't need to necessarily worry about moving stuff in opponent territory as much. So I don't know if you'd considered yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is that that's the reason why, uh, and then I guess the only other thing that I've been thinking about through this is that, so not only do we need to consider like individual deck changes and trying to rebalance the decks, but then also potentially a, a larger ground shift. And like Mm. are certain strategies that previously were really hard to play now viable again. And could we see, I mean, so I guess something that I've been thinking about and seen in other reviews is that hold three might be possible again. And if hold three is possible again, then that could potentially mean a whole bunch of changes for a whole bunch of decks. Yeah. Mm. There's, um, if you had a lot of tech for Molog and Morgok's Crusher before you, mm. especially the Molog tech, you can just take out now, right? Because yeah. it's been, yeah, it uh, won't be as I, I think it's been nerfed to the ground, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, with all the um, all the changes that affect him, I might be wrong, of course. But it could be. We'll, I we'll, guess we'll see what Michael Carlin has to exactly. say about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably yeah. prove me wrong, wrong uh, sooner yeah. rather than later. But yeah, and uh, and yeah, the objectives are objective play is probably coming back strong. Mm. Yeah, um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see we get uh, uh, thorns or uh, Grimwatch surging back up. So. Yeah, Torrance and Grimwatch already before this far list, I think, were really, really strong. Uh, just look at what Tommy Conboy did with his Torrance. Absolutely, break. yeah. Um, um, yeah, Primacy is in the game, but um, and it's not good for them, but I think they have a lot of other f- stuff going mm-hmm. for them. No, mm-hmm. Definitely. yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, I guess that's a tip. Like, 
change your Molog tech into Torch tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Well, all right. Uh, Phil, any last thoughts here? No, I think we're good. I think there's a lot to chew on here. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Any last thoughts before we close out? Uh, no. Um, I was just thinking about this now. I don't know why it popped in my head, but I, I'm kind of surprised um, something like bold deeds weren't restricted. Like something mm. to... But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we, we will, uh, we'll see if it becomes... I, I definitely got uh, thrashed pretty good by uh, Goro running a, a aggro crimson court um i was i was trying out soul raid a little bit so maybe that was also part of the problem but uh <laughs> he, he was yeah. he was scoring all kinds of of uh two glory end phase for having beaten up some uh elves and crabs so well, i'll uh, tell you what the reason i haven't played this ice deck since the clash is because i've been playing the soul raid as well oh all yeah. right nice all right um, it um, does it does seem there i see a little bit of similarity there exactly with the, they are they are like uh, aggressive ice in a way, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a lot of. Uh, I think they have. Uh, well, there's more. At least more, more to remember with them. There's so many reactions, and there's always right like, difficult small choices you have to make that make them really interesting. But uh, yeah. um, while at least these ice or ice in general, I think have to play very passive. I think they have to play very uh, aggressive. So yeah, but um, yeah, I think they are very very interesting warband, and they, they seem quite popular as well. Like yeah. uh, when they first were released, everyone, oh, well, at least many people were like, "Oh, they suck." But <laughs> I, I've I don't think I've seen like that many mirror matches on Vassal mm. than that mm-hmm. I've seen of the the fish people i don't know oh oh man <laughs> so um i think they it's are a lot, it's a lot like, of shoal at least people are trying them out and then we will see how many people will actually stick with them all right but I, I think they are they are definitely better than like the first reaction people had yeah i, I think yeah. so I, I look forward to uh us getting getting towards an episode once uh we got some a little more experience and some some uh, folks may maybe you eric maybe you can <laughs> come educate us there so uh I, thank you very much for coming on it's been awesome it was exactly what we were hoping for although when we first contacted you uh did not know this would be a forsaken and restricted episode but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah thank you out. very much for having me on i have like uh, another one of my life goals completed <laughs> now. Um, all right Next one is actually making it to a final in a vessel clash. But, uh, I think yeah. you, you are you are that feels achievable. So right on the way, yeah. All right. Well, as usual, if you want to talk to us, you can get us at wthcast or whatthehexcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can check out uh, all our content, including stuff that Phil's been on quite a bit uh, at themortalrealms dot com. Uh, I may be jumping on an episode there pretty soon. Um, we do have, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes and then also at our website for the uh, Dominion uh, giveaway. Um, I believe this episode will drop on Monday the 28th and I think you'll have about a week from then um, to uh, get your entries in. Uh, coming up, we're going to continue to play it loose. Um, so we'll, we'll see where we go from there. 
uh, you recommended listening is changes the title track off of charles bradley the late charles bradley the uh, uh, his album, uh, and it is an excellent one. Changing your deck or uh, being devoted to the to the uh, the Lord of Change, the Master of Change. So either way, um, for what the hecks, I've been Davy. This is Phil, and this have been Eric. Nice to meet you too. Um, yeah. I think we, I played you before and you kicked my ass. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I get lucky every once in a while. But the uh, uh, actually, uh, I shamelessly stole uh, your deck. I, I I think you were you were playing, and I was like, I guess we'll talk about this more as well anyway. But I, you were you were playing, and I kept on like going and watching during the clash, like who you know who is doing what and uh i was like oh is somebody playing eyes and i look and like and he's blowing out his opposition (laughs) like what is going on and so i'd I'd like uh in between doing chores i'd like jot down some things about what your what your deck was and see uh put it together and it's it's been a ton of fun so excited so cool